Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants home. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants podcast network. Let's roll. Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants, Schmelk O'Hara. We got fancy digs here, Sean, in the big studio. I'm excited. Yeah, we're changing it up. We, uh, this is quite the uh, the lighting situation we have compared to last week in the hotel room. Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> true. Bottom line, we're trying to shoot about four things at once. So this was yeah. the area that was open. So that's just what we're going to use. I kind of like the space. It's kind of kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you. All right. So we're not going to look back much at San Francisco, Sean. That was literally about like six days ago. Yeah. So I don't think there's much point in doing that. Bottom line, big picture though, this team... On both sides of the ball, Sean, to me, and this is very broad, take it whatever way you want, someone's got to find a way to make a play here. Whether it's going above the X's and O's to make a big-time catch, breaking some tackles on a run-after catch, or a running play on defense. You know, this front has most of the Giants' best players in it, but they're not stopping the run well enough. They're not getting after the quarterback well enough. And frankly, they're putting a young secondary, especially the corners, in a tough spot because they're not affecting the other team's quarterback or putting teams in third and longs by stopping the run. Though they did a couple times against San Francisco last week and they converted anyway. But just someone's got to step up. It's the, the Giants' best players have to start stepping up and making more plays. Yeah, making some splash plays. Yeah. You know, we saw some of that in the second half against Arizona. Jalen Hyatt started going off and and Waller. Uh, you know, yeah. Waller mm-hmm. did, did a good job. Defensively, though, I agree with you. You know, look, not to belabor the point, but third down. Like, you, if you got a team in third and 15, you've got to get off the field. Third and like, 12, too. Third yeah. and 12. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just, you can't, those are, those are gut punches. Third and three, hey, look, they convert. I get it. But third and 15, it should be pump return team all the time. So somebody definitely needs to step up. I, I think also, too, you know, like, the, we're one of two teams that does not have a single takeaway, not one forced fumble. Not one interception. We've dropped a couple. We had we had J, uh, Jason Pinnock had one come back because of penalty. Yep. Um, but no interceptions. And look, it was an issue last year too, which we, was the right call, by the way. He basically the the receiver on that play got tackled pretty right, much. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not, it's we're not blaming the zebras Correct. for that. There was other there's other blame to go around for that, <laughs> other plays. Um, but last year was an issue too. We only had six interceptions. That was worse in the league. Yep. Uh, so it's something that, that that we need to do a better job of. Uh, defensively, and a lot of those turnovers come with pressure. We have to get more pressure on the quarterback. Um, the Seahawks looking ahead to that Monday night matchup. Look, Charles Cross uh, played in the first week. He's been banged up. Yep. Um, Toe injury. Abraham Lucas, their starting right tackle, got hurt in week one too. So they have had quite a few injuries up front. So this is a perfect recipe for the Giants to start to get some pressure, both from Leo and Dex inside, 
But the edge pressure is key. That, that is so crucial. So uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has got to get on the edge. He's running, going down the middle too much of the offensive tackles. I want to see that burst. I want to see that get off that we saw on the snap last year. Um, that's defensively. And then offensively, look, you can't just sit here and say, well, we don't have Saquon. We don't, we don't have any. Look what the Cleveland Browns did without Nick Chubb, right? Jerome Ford comes in and all of a sudden, man, he's making big plays. Um, injuries are happening around the league. You have to find a way to overcome that. And I think the Giants, look, playing the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers defense in the first three weeks of the season, those are two of the best damn defenses you're going to face all year long. We're going to see Dallas again. We're going to see Philly twice. But that being said, like, like it's like it happens. You get beat sometimes, but it can't be as frequent and as often and as quick. Um, both guards, I thought, in, in the 49ers game, both Shane Lemieux and Marcus McKeithen were beat right now. Like you, it was almost like a whiff. And that can't happen. That, look, if you're washing a guy by the pile or, you know, hey, guy beats you with the second or third move, maybe you get the quarterback has a chance to get away from that or get the ball out. When you whiff, like, DJ's got no shot. So uh, no more no-hitters up front. That's that, that's not good football. Uh, we call those lookout blocks. Um, there's definitely – there needs to be improvement from there, and I think there will be. All right, and we'll break down Seattle in just a second. But first – Blocking and tackling, Sean, it's the basis of football, right? And I just feel like those two things have not been consistent enough. You just talked about the blocking on offense, and you talked about the inside guys, and heck, even the tackles, Sean, they were leaving in tight ends to help constantly. They were still getting pressure after yeah. the tight end helped and chipped. And then on defense, you talk about those third and longs, these weren't, you know, third and 12, and then there's an 18-yard pass down the field. It's a two-yard pass and a 14-yard run, and that goes back to the tackling, right? So until those two fundamental things get better, I have a hard time seeing the results getting better. No doubt about it. I mean, that's elementary football right there. My my 10-year-old son, when when we first started training camp, we, that was the point of emphasis. We have to block people. We have to be able to tackle. Um, and, and look, they know it. They hear it. Um, you know, we're in the building. We see the signs up there about how to tackle, how to properly tackle. I've always felt like the first couple of weeks of the season are always sloppy. Like yep. these are the sloppiest weeks. This is the sloppiest football you'll see. And those are the two ingredients that equate to that sloppiness. If, if you're struggling to block, it's going to look awful on offense. If you're struggling to tackle, you're going to have what we saw on Thursday night, which is the big runs after the catch. Um, you know, even, you know, Debo Samuel in the middle of the field, you know, there was five or six defenders that had a chance to, to tackle them. So you've got to get away from the arm tackles. You've got to stop leaving your feet, uh, run through and hit some people. And, you know, I, I think for defense, it's tough in the NFL right now because the target has shrunk. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so much smaller. Um, but when, you, when you're not swarming to the football, you know, John, I, you, you turn on the film of other teams and, and when you watched the 49ers defense against the Giants offense, the vigor that the, the defense played with, I mean, they were chasing the football like their life depended on it. Like that, the antidote was in the football and they were after it and, and they had to get it. Uh, they were not going to be stopped. That's the urgency that you need to see when you turn on the film of the Giants' defense. And Monday night, they need to have that. How much of that solo tackle stuff, and this is just, I'm curious from an X and O standpoint, has to do with the fact that Giants had such a heavy blitz rate? They literally broke the NFL record for a blitz rate on Thursday. They were up over 85%. Then the Vikings, by the way, broke that record three days later in their game on Sunday, which is amazing um, when, they, when they played the Chargers. But how much of the fact that there weren't a lot of guys around the ball had to do with the fact you're blitzing so many guys and you're sending them, you're going to wind up with one-on-one -on -one 
opportunities in the secondary because you have to send so many guys after the quarterback, which gets back to our original point. The front's not getting there on their own. Yeah, it's it's twofold. You know, look, they call it feast or famine when you blitz, right? Either it's a big play for you or a big play for them. Um, but it definitely puts a premium on the tackling. Yeah. Now, if you're one-on-one, one missed tackle can take turn a three- or four-yard pass route into a 30-yard gain. So, um, you know, you live by the sword and you die by the sword with that blitz. But I also feel like, you know, Wink Martindale, has to, he, he's already told us who he is. Like, he wants to get pressure on the quarterback. And if you're struggling to get it with four, he'll help you. He's going to start adding guys yeah. to it. And that puts a lot of stress on the back half of the defense. Um, you know, you, you have to give credit. Like, Brock Purdy made a couple of big time throws yeah. under, under duress. Off his back foot. Versus too. that blitz. Mm-hmm. He saw it, he read it. Um, you know, obviously, every week is different. Each quarterback sees things differently. Um, so I, I don't expect him to change from that standpoint. I expect him to throw the kitchen sink at Geno Smith as well. And it's not something that Geno has done a great job of in, in, in the past. So you kind of rely on some of those things. But no doubt, like defensively, you have to get excited. I'm sure they're excited. Hey, we got a blitz coming on. We're putting pressure on. But if, if you want the coach to keep going back to that and trusting yeah. it, you have to make the tackle. You have to make the stop. You have to get off the field. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? And by the way, Purdy put a couple balls in danger early in that game. To your yeah. point earlier, the Giants secondary cannot take advantage. Yeah, at least three down. missed interceptions, three yeah. opportunities, I should say. Yeah, and they just couldn't come down with the football. Giants Huddle is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giant fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. Seahawks, Sean, you mentioned it. they're going to bring the heat. Let's start with their offense because it's darn good. They've scored 30 points in each of their last two games. You know, Geno Smith will put the ball in danger sometimes, but he is not afraid of just putting the ball downfield in a one-on-one opportunity, letting his guys make plays. He'll put the ball in a crowd and try to squeeze it in. He has the arm strength to do it. And he has tons of weapons. We'll get to the running game in a second, but DK Metcalf, we know what he can do. Tyler Lockett is as professional a wide receiver as there is in the league. And then they have the rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba. So we talked about their offensive line issues, and we'll get to that. But, boy, this giant secondary has got their hands full because the quarterback's willing to throw it, and these guys can get open. Yeah, I mean, look, this is week four, and they've already gone against CeeDee Lamb and company in Dallas in week one, just went against Debo Samuel and George Kittle and, and McCaffrey. So, you know, the NFL does not let up. This three-headed monster right here is – it's challenging. And Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, two total polar opposite receivers, yeah. right? DK Metcalf is is a monster of a man, very physical. I think he's battling some rib injuries a little bit, so they've been trying to protect him. But um, yeah, I mean, he's physically, he, he is just so stout. And I think when you couple that with Tyler Lockett, his shiftiness in and out of routes, his, his understanding of defenses and when you're in man coverage, how he can create separation with that speed and kind of becomes a track meet. It's, hey, we're going to put him in, in position on one side of the field. He runs a cross-country route. And basically it's like we think our guy is faster than your guy. You don't, We don't think you can keep up with him on a crossing route, so we're just going to throw the ball out there and let him run under it. And he's made a lot of production, made a lot of catches, and scored a lot of touchdowns on those type of plays. I think – Geno Smith, his accuracy has been impressive. It has been. And when you look at, you know, look, he's he's bounced around the league a couple times. He was with the Giants. He was with the Jets. So MetLife is going to be a bit of a homecoming for him. He's familiar with that stadium. Um, I think it's been very impressive with his decision-making and with his accuracy. So uh, it's going to be a different Geno Smith than what people uh, may remember from before. But this offense, even in the passing game, I feel like they're just very physical. Like Pete Carroll – 
prides himself on building physical teams on both sides of the ball. Yeah. This offense, you know, we're talking about the receivers. This run game, look out. Yeah, get to it. Run game. I mean, they got two-headed monster here. And like you said with Metcalf and Lockett, I feel like their running backs are the same, right? Yeah. They come from completely different worlds. You have Kenneth Walker the third, who's a little bit faster, a little bit more explosive. Never seems to run where the play's actually designed. He right. kind of just takes it and goes where he wants. Then you have Charbonnet, and he, uh, he won the Angry Run Award this week. He basically yeah. sent a Rams player, Launched not a Rams him. player. Uh, who are they playing? I forget who it was. But he yeah, sent him Carolina. Carolina flying near the goal line. Yeah. And he's going to hit, he's going to do one cut, hit the hole hard, and run over some dude. So if you don't tackle, especially Kenneth Walker, he's out for 60. Like, he's gone. That dude's fast. Yeah, yeah, he is. And we're, we're talking about the tackling issues they had against the Niners. Right. Kenneth Walker the third runs, he runs with unbelievable contact balance. <sighs> But also, uh, he's like the shredder. Like, how about, how about just, that spin move he put on that guy yeah. last week in the open field? He's, he's like the Tasmanian devil out there. So you, you have to swarm to him. Like it, The first guy rarely brings him down. And to your point, he's got really good change of direction. So um, you know he can, he can go against the grain. Um, he's, he's really good at finishing the runs too. So uh, this is definitely a good one-two punch. Charbonnet. Um, yeah, he t completely destroyed at the end of that run. I think it was number 26. And you know what's a bad hit when the defender immediately gets up and just starts walking in the huddle, doesn't even look at anybody, <laughs> like doesn't want to look back at the guy that just trucked him because he's over there flexing. Dude, they had a still um, frame. He was literally like a foot off the ground, almost horizontal. He yeah, got tossed so bad. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, he got thrown out of the club. It was like he had the whole damn bottle of Charbonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows, your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? The problem, though, with Seattle is that their offensive line's a mess. You think the Giants line is banged up? At one point in that game in week three, Seattle just had one of their starting offensive linemen at the start of the year in the game, and that was Evan Brown. Now, the bad news for the Giants, good news for the Seahawks, is that Pete Carroll said earlier in the week that he thinks Charles Cross could be back. He thinks, let's see, right guard Phil Haynes could be back, and it looks mm -hmm. like left guard Damian Lewis might be able to play too, which means the only player they would be short is their right tackle, Abraham Lucas, who's a second-year player. He's on IR, so he's not going to be able to play in this game. That being said, Sean, they've had issues protecting Gino a little bit this year because of the injuries. We'll see who's healthy and who's not, but that's not a dominant group. You would hope you might be able to get some action up front from this Giants front finally. Yeah, and the edge pressure is kind of what we were talking about earlier on before. I, I, look, Dexter Lawrence, you know, I have no issues with him. I think what he's doing in the middle of that defense is is very commendable. He's he's still playing at a high level. Yep. Leonard Williams, I, I I feel like the second year in a row he's leads the league in like almost sacks. Like he's he beats the guy and he's right there and the ball just is out. Especially um, against Arizona, he had a bunch of those. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He's so he's creating some pressure, and I tell you what, he's been really good against the run. It's the edge pressure that is just not there yet. And I mentioned Kevon Thibodeau. Um, you know, look, you're playing at home, so third down should look a lot different. Um, you know, two out of our three games have been on the road, so it's a, that's a different factor. Um, and sadly, halfway and, through that Cowboys game, it didn't sound like much of a home game either. No, and it was a sloppy mess. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. people were leaving in the second quarter. So hopefully, you know, Monday night the crowd can get into it and can create some noise. Um, that's always a benefit for the the pass rush. But the get off, the get off from Thibodeau, I, I don't see that first step that I talked about last year and that we talked about ad nauseum about, man, his first step is so quick. And that's, that's what he did in college. He was constantly threatening yeah. the edge of the, the left 
the left shoulder of the left tackle. Yeah. It's just, you don't see it this year. As a, as a pass rusher, like the one thing that we did not want to do as offensive linemen is turn. And and when you have a speed rush guy, you can get that tackle to turn on a second kick. Yeah. You got you got him right where you want him. And now the inside move is there and you can bull rush him. So, um, you know, more from from that from Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, Ojalari has been, you know, banged up. He, we'll you know, see he, if he, he can had, go. He, we haven't really seen him mm-hmm. on the field. So hopefully he can go. And then Zimenez, um, you know, just has, has really not uh, provided a lot of pressure. And Boogie Basham, same deal. Boogie Basham mm-hmm. still, you know, kind of getting into the the, the flow of, of this new defense. Um, I, I'll be curious to see if they start using Simmons a little bit more. Um, As a know, rusher, I would right? not be yeah. I, I would not be against having him put his hand in the dirt, you know, or be, being in a two point stance. He has shown a lot of inside pressure. We, he was lined up a lot. Uh, next to Okereke on third down, they were basically bringing both of them in the A gap, trying to get one of them one on one with the running back. So there was some pressure with that, but um, you know I wouldn't be shocked if you see him at the line of scrimmage a little bit more, rushing the quarterback. So that is definitely at a premium. Um, you know, and, and I think if you start to get that pressure up front with the four, now you can do a couple different things. On the yeah. back end. Now, now maybe you don't have to play as much man. You don't have to bring as much pressure. Giant fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens. They named a 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker as the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the huddle. Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. Finally, Sean, real quick, their defense. Not a lot of big names on this defense. You have Bobby Wagner, a middle linebacker, obviously probably not as fast as he used to be, but still really good against the run and a heady player, knows what he's doing. And then they have a bunch of injuries in the secondary. Jamal Adams, Tariq Wollin, and Kobe Bryant, none of those players played in their last game. Pete Carroll indicated the three of them might be back this week. We'll see. They have the rookie, Devin Witherspoon. How do you think the Giants should go about trying to attack the Seattle defense? Yeah, I think the the key really is first down production. And, you know, being against the sticks, second and long, third and long, is just, it's tough any week in the NFL. But especially if Saquon Barkley is not able to play in this game too, I think it just kind of, it limits what they really want to do in attacking defenses. Um, Jalen Hyatt has to be a factor. Um, You know, in Arizona, look, he averaged 44 yards a catch, only had two of them, but uh, zero catches against the Niners, just couldn't get in the ball. So, and by the way, he was open a couple of times. They just couldn't protect long enough to get it to him. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was definitely he ran by you know the corners a couple of times, and Daniel was just under duress. So, yeah. t- to your point, Seattle plays more zone defense, so that's great as far as finding spaces and areas to sit down, but. It also makes it tougher because in zone coverage, ton of cover three. You have to wait until they get open for that ball to come out. That that's time. That's time in the pocket. Um, if it's man coverage, you could let the ball go a little bit earlier, right. throw it to a spot, and you know the guy's going to be able to, you know where he's going to go, and it's just man coverage. So that definitely changes things. Um, I, I think when you look at this defense, you mentioned the linebackers. Look, Bobby Wagner. Um, yeah, sure, maybe he's not quite as fast as he was a few years ago. But man, is he savvy! And and I tell you what, he does not miss tackles. Like oh. when he gets there, that's a wrap. Like you will not see Bobby Wagner miss tackles, so, literally and figuratively. Yeah. So so <laughs> you've got to get a body on him. Um, Jordan Brooks, look, I mean, he led the league in tackles a couple yeah, he years can ago. Run. He got hurt, um, so he was coming back off of injury. But those are two stud linebackers. Um, and and I tell you what, they don't blitz him a lot, but they're big linebackers. So when they do blitz, our running backs got to step up. And if that's Brita, um, if that's Eric Gray. 
you've got to step up and pass pro um, and, and find a way to get that done. The interesting thing is going to be Julian Love, uh, former Giant, is back there at safety, number 20. Um, and, and he's kind of doing his Swiss Army knife. He's down at the box. He's rotating. Um, Diggs is a very physical safety. Yep. So their, their secondary is visit, very physical. They love to come downhill. But they're susceptible. Look, Andy Dahl just threw for 360 yards on them. Um, started in place of Bryce Young, did a lot of the damage with Adam Thielen. So Thielen, nobody's going to mistake him for a burner. So that zone defense, you can carve it up if you have time. And I think that's um, you know one of the things that the Giants really have to do. We've got to find a way to create time in the pocket for Daniel Jones to throw. Um, and you can't do it with seven-man protections all the time because then it's a two-man route. Um, Jamal Adams, I think it's going to – I'll be curious to see – if he finds a way to come back for this game. You know he loves primetime, former New York Jet. Oh, and they'll blitz him. Life. He's gonna, they're going to blitz him. And if Jamal Adams is there, yeah, he's not there to cover. No, he's not there to cover. That is absolutely true. Sean, good stuff, man. Always right. fun. Thanks, Johnny. Sean O'Hara on the Giants Little Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us, everybody. Giants and Seahawks, Monday Night Football. Stay tuned to Giants.com as we uh, cover this game and get you ready for it all week long. It's all brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. We'll see you next time. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.